This is the Tornado Trackers Podcast. The Tornado Trackers are storm chasers Jeremy Heyman, Jeff Mangum, and me, Gabe Cox. Hey, I'm Jeremy. I'm Gabe. And I'm Jeff. Welcome to the Tornado Trackers Podcast Season 2. Hey We did it. We got we got renewed. We they got renewed, renewed us. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Uh, this is a podcast about storm chasing, severe weather, and the three best friends who are out there doing all that out there. And then we're making a podcast about it. And we've got one season in the can. Uh, pretty exciting. 16 episodes. It was so fun to do. Go back and listen to those episodes if you're joining us for the first time. Uh, it's awesome if you are. Welcome. Uh, we're so excited to have you here. We, we have a whole other season coming up of amazing storm stories, epic guests, storm chasers, meteorologists, um, just folks who are deep into the weather community we think uh, you'll love hearing from. Um, so yeah, we're just stoked to be here. Gabe and Jeff, how are you guys feeling? I'm stoked to be doing season two. I've been looking forward to this season two kickoff for a long time now. Heck yeah. I'm Heck feeling yeah. strong to quite strong. <laughs> that's good i like that i like that spectrum right there yeah i'm very excited about season two it's crazy to think that a year ago this was a brainchild a year and a yeah. half ago yeah five years ago <laughs> five, yeah. truly here we are here we are in, uh, for a long time yeah season yeah. two it's so cool uh, with a new with a new logo and everything check Love it out check it out that baby blue baby, baby blue. blue baby blue season two i uh, brought a friend <laughs> with me tonight I want to introduce you guys. <laughs> oh, oh, this, what's, what's this is name? my little succulent. Well, I don't have a We're name, looking actually. at a plant. This is... <laughs> We're looking at a plant from what I can understand. This is my, my baby succulent that I'm wow. really excited that it's actually growing. I've, hey. During a coronavirus pandemic and all, I've gotten a green thumb. I used to kill plants, but <laughs> I've learned how to take care of them. And I have... Uh, flourishing plants outside and this one I've nursed from just a wee sprout and I'm very excited about it but I I need a name mm. and I don't know if you guys have any ideas it's pickle. a snake plant it's, 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 <laughs> it is not a pickle it is a snake plant <laughs> that's great uh, maybe maybe some of our listeners can suggest some things if you guys have names for my snake plant I'll post a picture on twitter yeah. Uh, when this episode releases and you guys can name it for me. That's awesome. That'd be great. That's, that's very classic, like season yeah. two, you know, you bring in a new character, you mix up the oh, yeah. format a little bit, that's... you got to keep it fresh. <laughs> um, and, and we've got a new co-host. <laughs> uh, and Jeff, Jeff had a big day recently. First day of school. <gasps> First day of school. Uh, uh, I am, I am, uh, attending online the certificate of broadcast meteorology program at Mississippi state. And so uh, yesterday starting my first two classes, it's a three year program Mm -hmm. and uh, you can get hired on as a, as a met while you start the program. So I'm waiting until I actually learn the things that make me feel like I could be a met uh, before (laughs) I apply to be a met, but uh, very excited, very excited. So currently learning about world geography. And so, mm. if you have any questions about where <laughs> things are, I can look in my textbook and give you the answer. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I'm so excited that this is this is a big step in Jeff's weather career. He's been chasing yeah. for a while. The yeah. longest out of all of us. 
Mm-hmm. Naturally, because yeah. he's yep. the oldest. 45 years old, 45 years old and making a career change. So pretty excited. Beautiful. That's stoked. Dude, you're an inspiration, man. And I'm sure there's yeah. people listening right now who are at a gig or at a job who are at a career, you know, that they've been working for a while. And they're like, I don't know, can I shift gears? And Jeff, you're proof. Yeah, you totally yeah, can. You can. And I'll keep everyone up to date to see if you actually can or not. Okay, that's honest and fair. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome, man. We're so excited for you and, and Thanks, just guys. that it's it's been a dream, you know, in in the making for so long and just a part of our kind of friend group. We've talked about it for so long and man, it's it's just so so rad to see you see you chasing that. So, we're Thanks, we're stuck. Yeah, keep us updated, dude. I will. I will. Well, today we're going to kick off season two with um, a, a pretty timely experience, a chase experience that uh, y'all, uh, Gabe and Jeff, experienced this spring, actually, only a few months ago um, in April, April of 2021. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the Lockett, Texas EF2 tornado that y'all chased on April 23rd of 2021. And cool news, right as this episode drops of the podcast, we are premiering the extended cut of the Lockett, Texas tornado chase to our YouTube channel. Um, we've had a shorter cut there for a little bit, and we're going to give you about 11 minutes of chase footage. So that'll be in the show notes go check that out you can check that out now um you can pause the podcast you can do whatever you want you know we we've we always are pushing our videos and and we love uh y'all choosing how to watch those as you will so i'm pretty stoked about that go check to our our youtube page at youtube.com slash tornado trackers or check the show notes in your podcast app so, fellas, Lockett, Texas, April 23rd, 2021, set the scene for us, uh, start us at the start. Um, what was that day like for y'all? Yeah, I was amped that day because this was the first day that Jeff and I were able to chase together. Mm. This was, uh, Jeff, I believe it was your, your first chase, right? It was, first, yeah. first chase of the year. Yeah, I was super excited because I had done solo chasing before and if you've listened to the show, you've... You're well aware that that is not my favorite thing to do, but making the season work. But this time Jeff could join me and I was super stoked to have him in the vehicle. Yeah. And it, and as we'll discuss here in a little bit, turned out to be a very successful day for, for my first day of chasing, which doesn't always happen. Usually like the first day of chasing in a storm season is kind of just getting your, um, all the cobwebs cleared out. And chasing a day that maybe doesn't always uh, turn out to be the best, but you know, it's just good to get out there. But this was different. And we are on our way to North Texas, uh, possibly uh, going over the Red River into Oklahoma for the outside chance of a tornado. Our play today, that's a little bit uh, interesting of a forecast, not a huge tornado chance. Uh, but we're going to set ourselves up basically on top of a low pressure system and we're hoping that that low pressure provides just enough vorticity in the atmosphere to produce what could be a, a potentially photogenic tornado. Yeah, and I remember we both had low expectations. It wasn't a crazy setup. It was kind of mediocre. Um, definitely some potential. I, it felt 
it felt like we weren't wasting our time at least <laughs> that there was yes. going to be a potential for tornadoes but it wasn't like a, a knockout setup by any means but jeff i don't know if you remember this we had a moment early on in the day that i think kind of set the stage it was a bit of an omen do you remember <laughs> what happened on our drive up oh gosh I'm trying to remember. You're going to have to refresh my memory on this one. <laughs> I can't believe you forgot the omen. Oh, no. No, it was when we were driving up. We were on uh, 35 heading north because um, we were heading towards North Texas for the day. And pretty early on in our commute, we were driving and all of a sudden I saw something out of the corner of my eye mid-conversation and I just stopped. It's like, oh, gosh, what's that? And it was something frolicking in the grass <laughs> ahead of us, headed towards the road. <laughs> it just slowed way down and we realized it was a coyote. That's right. But we it almost was just smashed a coyote. We, it was majestically like leaping through this tall grass on the side of the road. We stopped and it stopped and then it took off in the other direction. Mm. And that's when I knew. Yeah, that's when you knew. a good day. Is it, I, I've always said coyote. Is it coyote or coyote? It's coyote. Coyote. <laughs> <laughs> we saw, I've always said coyote. Um, yeah, because everyone knows when you see a coyote, it means tornado outbreak is, yeah. is imminent. Is that, is that what they're teaching you'll you? You'll read that in your textbook, <laughs> Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be oh, my oh, textbook. No. That's in chapter 11. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. That's a sign. That's a bad sign. <laughs> I'm going to get a pet coyote. <laughs> release the hounds <laughs> awesome so so okay so marginal ish setup meteorolo meteorologically but from a spirit animal standpoint very strong <laughs> very strong high risk yeah <laughs> high, high risk awesome so y'all are kind of heading up to the what would you call that area of texas it's kind of like like the like the armpit area of texas yeah. you're like uh, that's which, a, is I, that, yeah, that's accurate. Yeah, you call it that. I'm very sorry for <laughs> the folks who live there. Texas, yeah. <laughs> really, I don't mean that offensively. It um, is. Yeah, it's like where North Texas and the Panhandle meet. Yeah, yeah. But an active area this year, or it, yeah. it felt like that was a mm -hmm. pretty a pretty hot spot for for tornadoes generally. Um, and and kind of early in the season. I mean, kind of mid mid to late April. This was kind of a strange season timing wise. So Yeah. And one of the things that I remember in the days leading up to that storm chase day was there were meteorologists and storm chasers describing the meteorological setup of what that day would be like. And there they said if there would be tornadoes to drop, they would be very picturesque. And I I, yeah. I don't think we necessarily remember all the meteorology that went into that. Uh, but that, that got the juices going. Yeah. Cause up until that point, it'd been a lot of grungy kind of rain wrapped tornadoes where the storm is actually wrapping curtains of rain and blocking the view of the tornado. So the thought of having something picturesque, especially on Jeff's first chase was really exciting. And, you know, I think I, I'm, I'll, I won't speak for you, Jeff, but I think I had pretty low expectations and I was trying to keep them low. <laughs> so I'd be pleasantly surprised by anything that happened. But man, I was just hoping internally like, oh, please let something happen. This is Jeff's first day. Don't know how many times he's going to be able to come out. Like, please, please, please let this be the day that we see picturesque tornadoes. See, that's friendship. <laughs> that's friendship right there. 
Except I internalized it because I doubted myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're good at that. <laughs> well, and if, if uh, our listeners uh, remember going back to season one, one of the things we, we talk about is we do the best we can to keep our expectations low mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of ways, not because we're always pessimists, and sometimes we are, um, but because it's better to have those low expectations and just being thankful to see, I mean, for us to see a... a a severe worn storm is already captivating. And if we see anything more than that, it's, it, it's just through the roof. So uh, we've had those days where we have those high expectations and then, and we had some this year where we had some high expectations and things did not pay out and it yep. causes depression. Yes. <laughs> so. yeah. It doesn't help with it. Yeah. No, I think that's always such a great topic to discuss of just kind of the mindset, the emotions, where are they at? Cause we're always bringing something into the chase, you know, where our life is at, at home, you know, where we're at, you know, just with how the year is going and our, in our lives. And, and so, yeah, I think it's a, it's a, it's a fun thing for me to, to hear and to talk about because we've for sure evolved and changed in terms of our, uh, how to handle those expectations and, um, and manage them. And storm chasing is like life in a lot of ways, you know? Um, yep, it's true. Okay, cool. So y'all are set up. Um, when was like, the, what was the first indication that like, okay, uh, maybe today, uh, April 23rd, 2021 could, could possibly mean something um, and, and something could, could go down. Yeah. I think once the sun came out is mm-hmm. when we were getting fired up because you need that sun to help stir up the atmosphere and start boiling things up. Um, and when we arrived at our target area, it was overcast and not, not that great feeling. Um, and then when the sun came out, it was like, okay, yeah, it's game on. And immediately the clouds started boiling up and then the supercell went up. That supercell quickly went on to become severe warned. And we were sitting in our target area comfy. We were probably, I don't know, 45 minutes away from that supercell and it was tracking generally towards us. Uh, but we were trying to hold tight and be patient and wait and see if anything further south was going to go. Um, and we sat there for a good while. I think we did good being patient. That's something we've learned over the years is to sit still sometimes and just observe what's happening before pulling the trigger and, and possibly going the wrong way. And pa- patience is a really hard thing at this point because uh, to get into the mind of like what our day is like from the time we leave, that's about three and a half, four hour drive. And it's full of anticipation. Even when you have low expectations, you're still anticipating. Then you get to your target and nothing at all is appearing. You're just hoping sun comes out to boil the atmosphere. So then you take a nap. I took a nap. Uh, in fact, <laughs> I think that uh, Gabe that's got awesome. video of that. And, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and so we're waiting about an hour or two more on top of that. So, so when we say that we see a storm popping up and we're being patient, we've already been patient for six or seven hours. <laughs> yeah. So it, t- t- that's a fair assessment. Yeah. yeah. Y- you know what I mean? And so it, it's one of those things where as soon as a storm pops up, you're just so excited. You just want to get there and, um, and to be, to wait and be patient is really, really difficult. Yeah. A lot of times you'll get storms that fire up earlier in a day and it's, we refer to those as decoys. <laughs> and I, early on in my storm chasing career, I would just go after the first thing that popped up, would not consider the setup whatsoever or where the parameter space was, was the best. I would just go after anything that popped up. 
And that's what happens a lot of times is a storm will pop up. People have been waiting and they're so anxious to get out there. Mm. It's a decoy. And then the main action ends up developing somewhere else and people are are out of play. So that's what we didn't want to do that day. Um, But it turns out that was the storm that we needed to go to. And we did after about... (laughs) <laughs> I don't know how long. It felt like well, forever. You remember, you remember, uh, and Jeremy, you mentioned how storm chasing is is very uh, indicative of life in mm. itself. So life decisions, anyway, are, you see an opportunity and then you're like, is this the right opportunity? Mm. Should I take this job? Should I go to this school? Should I move into this house or whatever the decision is? And, and then you're waiting like, well, maybe there's something different that I need to be waiting for. And so Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's what we're feeling. And I remember we did drive South (laughs) about 10 miles to try to keep ourselves in play of those uh, Southern storms. And then we're like, no, let's go North. And we drove 10 miles back North. And then we're like, no, let's head back South. And we did 10 miles back South, not too much, but Mm -hmm. just enough to use (laughs) a lot of gas and, and keep ourselves in play until finally we said, no, that Northern storm is getting it done. It's that dance. I mean, (laughs) whoever is out there listening, who's chased can, can probably relate with that kind of like, initial storm firing dance oh and it's it's at some point you have to pick a storm and go for it that is that is the hardest part is (laughs) figuring out which storm do i want to go for um and luckily it was not long after we chose the northern storm and committed to it finally that it went tornado warned there's a tornado warned cell near childress texas Uh, we have been positioning ourselves in between that storm and a storm that's to our south that looks like it's going to explode sooner than later. Trying to make a decision on which one to go to. It's one of those decisions that we have to make when we're storm chasing. And so we've decided we're gonna go towards Childress since this is a mature supercell. It is already underway. And so we're gonna chase that. We're gonna keep our eye on the storm to the south. If that starts to explode, we'll put ourselves in position to be able to hit either one of the storms. Uh, And that's when we're about 45 minutes out. So that is a grueling 45 (laughs) minutes to catch up to a a storm that has a tornado warning. Mm -hmm. It's uh, radar indicated rotation. So we knew that there were storm chasers and storm spotters who had gone and were already on the storm. Nobody was reporting anything on the ground. And we had our fingers crossed that that would continue to be the case for the next 45 minutes until we got there. Yeah, that's that's torturous. That's hard. Uh, and it's good. It, it, uh, chasing with a buddy in that circumstance is so helpful to keep morale up. Because um, yeah, that, that can be a tough one when you're solo and you're almost an hour away from a worn storm. And I know we do a good job of texting each other encouragement, like when we're each solo and you're like, oh, you're good. You're good, man. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. <laughs> I was glad y'all were with each other that day. Cause and, and that drive is like a mixture of pure silence because we have internal <laughs> angst and then one of us will say like we're totally good like it's it's not gonna drop anything <laughs> yeah. and and the other one's like oh yeah we're totally good and then there are those moments where the passenger uh, not the driver but the passenger is looking at radar and says oh <laughs> it's looking like that couplet that, <laughs> that those winds are getting tighter yeah and we're like we're good we're good yeah we're good we're good <laughs> yeah oh it's looking good on radar again yeah yeah, but it wasn't, luckily where we were chasing was pretty wide open. So it didn't take long before we could actually see the base of the storm. 
And, you know, even we were, while we were still half an hour out. So we had a visual yeah. on it. If anything was going to happen, we were going to see it at that point. It was just going to end up being farther away than we wanted to be. Um, so we got to it and nothing had happened. And um, it actually kind of fell apart a little bit once we got to it. We could see some really great structure on the drive there. And then when we got there, it fell apart a little bit. Um, and we readjusted and uh, ran into a good friend, uh, Mike Prendergast. and. So we pulled over and started watching the storm and it was starting to reorganize at that point. Yeah. In fact, I think that's when we, for the first time saw, uh, the first funnel and yep. it was starting to quickly approach our location. And we, we, uh, we were in that spot of like, do we head East to get into play for it? Or do we kind of sit here and let it hit our face? Um, and so we kind of, we kind of stood our ground for a little bit and things started getting, um, pretty robust. It's about to do it. Dude, look at it, look at it. Look up. It's tightening up, dude. Oh, shoot. Oh, gosh. It's about to drop it behind us. Oh, God. Okay, okay big hail, big hail. Oh, shoot. Oh, yeah, now it's tornado warned. Just be watching. You're good. Cut in. And at this point, it's moving uh, over the road that we had just traveled on um, and was moving into a place where the road network wasn't that great. Um, You could either go north, basically into the storm to track with it, or pretty far south of the storm to track with it. And once that rotation went over the road, it, it looked like a tornado was about to develop, but the rain wrapped around and we had hail come blasting in with a huge blast of wind. And that was the rear flank downdraft of the storm, which is kind of cool air that wraps around it and gets pulled back into the updraft. That was the beginning of a tornado. Uh, we lost visual as soon as the rain came in, um, but I knew it either developed on the road or just past the road, but we had to get to a different spot to see it. Yeah. And that's one, that's one of the tensions. So if, uh, if you're listening and you're wondering, okay, what makes you decide to go south or north? Typically, when you go north, you're going to get into the rain and the hail. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because these storms are typically going northeast, uh, and, and often the, if, if it gets strong enough, they'll start just going east. But northeast, uh, going north is your quickest route to get into a view that you want, but you don't want your windshield blown out by hail. And so <laughs> going south is typically a, a longer drive, but you have a good visual on things and you have your windshield. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. So making good decisions, which comes with experience. Um, yeah. Uh, so much, uh, y'all just dispensed so much like chaser wisdom there. Uh, <laughs> that's like really priceless and, and, and really hard fought, uh, and hard earned, um, from, from just years and years of chasing. Okay. So y'all are set up. There was a funnel. There's probably a tornado. You can't quite see it. Um, when, when does it start to turn into something that's, that's a little bit more that people can see in the footage of like, oh, wow. Okay. We're capturing a tornado. Now we see a tornado. Yeah. So this is when we reached, uh, our East road option. 
that was going to allow us to track with the storm. It wasn't a perfect road. It was a little farther. Well, actually, I should say a lot farther away from the base of the storm than we typically want to be. Um, but because the road network networks were, were so poor, that was our decision. And that's the hard part in storm chasing is you have to be just completely reactionary to the road network around you. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to consider the storm behavior and um, what your goals are as a storm chaser, and then f- see what roads will allow you to do that. Um, and so it's 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 just madness, really. I mean, it's just constant, nonstop checking whatever options are available and making sure you're not overlooking some road um, that you know you don't see until you're completely zoomed into Google Maps or whatever. Um, so we found, we found this road that we were comfortable with. There were a lot of storm chasers, um, who were also taking that route in front of us and behind us. Um, and it was only just a few miles down the road. Once we finally got around that rain curtain that had blocked our view, there was a white funnel off in the distance, uh, must, must've been four or five miles away. It was a bit hazy that day. The humidity was high. So it was not a high contrast tornado, but that was it. That was Jeff's first tornado of 2021. Um, and we were both stoked and pulled over immediately and got out and started shooting. You want to pull off and get it? Yeah, let's pull off and get it. Happy first tornado 2021, dude. Dude, that's gorgeous. All right, brother. Let's go get it again. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. And, and I remember, um, the storm just looked healthier and healthier and healthier in radar. Like, so some, sometimes when you see a tornado um, and, and it drops and you watch it for a bit and then it goes back up, um, you're not really sure is like, is that as good as it's going to get for the day? Like, is that, was that the big yeah. show? And at that point, if that was the big show, that was enough. Like mm. it, it was already fantastic. Um, but that storm was showing signs that it was going to become a cyclic uh, supercell, meaning that that thing was just going to keep spinning and spinning and spinning and the possibility of dropping more tornadoes. Yeah. And the, and the, the thing along with that was the road that we were on, we realized eventually it it turned Northeast. And so we knew that it was going to close the gap that, that four or five mile gap that we currently had with the base of the storm, it was going to close that off and the storm was going to end up going over the road that we were on if we continued to track the storm on that road. So we were in a great, great position at that point. The day was already beyond our expectations. Um, We actually saw uh, two tornadoes from that vantage point early on. And then we hopped in the car and we said, let's get in front of this thing. I don't think it's done. And, uh, and so we get into Really good position, and we see another funnel come down. And uh, it was interesting because what you're what you're looking for, sometimes you're looking for that funnel coming down, and sometimes you don't see the funnel. You see ground circulation first, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we saw there was a really really uh, orange, dark brown soil, and you start seeing that spinning up. <laughs> And so you have, here's, here's kind of the visual, which is really picturesque, this white funnel coming down, being surrounded by this uh, dark orange, you know, all this soil kind of spinning up and covering it. And it's just so rad. It's so cool to see. <laughs> yeah. And, and as we're watching it, um, and we didn't have the greatest vantage point of this. There are some other storm chasers that had made that Northern Trek and had maybe a better view of this part, but there was a second 
a second tornado that from our vantage point was almost directly north. So we couldn't really see the second one too well, but we could tell, wow, there's two tornadoes on the ground. It's about to drop, dude. Look at that. Dude, look at this motion. Holy crap. That is insane motion. Absolutely insane motion. It's down. Look at that tube. See the tube? Yep. That's Wizard of Oz, bro. Yeah, so there was this huge lowering that that tornado was actually rotating around. Um, and this lowering is what we call a wall cloud. You'll hear us talk about it more and more. But it's an, it's basically an extension of the base of the storm. Um, and if there's rotation in that wall cloud, that's the first step towards tornado genesis. And so we had, I, I mean, this wall cloud was just huge. I remember that. It was just this massive wall cloud. And we had these uh, little tornadoes. Like Jeff said, there were these skinny tornadoes kind of spinning on the outside edge of that. So they were kind of being shunted really quickly. They weren't, typically you have a tornado that forms sort of in the middle of a wall cloud. Um, and so the rotation of the wall cloud doesn't really affect the forward motion of the tornado. These funnels were forming on the edge of the wall cloud. And so I remember them moving really quickly uh, from yeah. west to east from our vantage point. And uh, they didn't last long and they kind of just whisked up and then we're gone but we knew based on the motion of this wall cloud like this thing's wrapping up this thing is spinning hard and it's probably about to put down a bit bigger of a tornado than what we've just seen and boy oh boy did the coyote confirm <laughs> um and y'all should check out this footage um to to see in living color these descriptions that gabe and jeff are giving um on the video, which you can check out in the show notes or at youtube.com slash tornado trackers. Um, it's a, it's right around like the 440 mark is when you start to see this really beautiful um, orange funnel happen. And it's just, it's just stunning. Like the gray blue of the sky, the green of the grass, the orange of this fun. It's just like, holy cow. Like this <laughs> is crazy that this is happening right now. It's so, so stunning. It's amazing. They all captured this. It definitely calls, um, to mind uh gabe's footage of the ray colorado tornado of of 2016 kind of yeah, the same yeah. very similar color palette yeah just just crazy stunning um i want to go yeah. storm chasing so bad right now <laughs> <laughs> that's it we're done with this podcast let's get let's out of here <laughs> okay so y'all are like okay this thing is cyclic this thing is cranking it's not gonna die out we the the chase is on um, what is, what is y'all's, uh, storm chasing decision-making look like, uh, with the road network and with, what the storm is looking like right now? Yeah. So the road we're on, it just was only going to keep closing that gap. Um, and this is, you know, now we're three tornadoes deep on a day where we had very low expectations. Um, and the storm is looking the best it has all day. Uh, and so we made the decision, like, let's, let's keep going. Let's try to get in front of it. Um, not too far. Like we, it's about to do something. So we want to just stay with it. And we went down the road, not too far. Um, it's funny when you look at the footage, we ended up parking next to this small uh, line of trees, this little grove of trees. It was literally the only grove of trees in miles. <laughs> it's so true. It's, I don't know why we stopped there. It was, it's, it was a sad decision in hindsight. We stopped because we were trying to get a read on this wall cloud. And all of a sudden, you know, I, 
I was about to hop back in the car and say, you know, let, let's drive down the road a little bit more because it looks like it might happen soon. But before I could even say anything, I get in the car and the funnel's dropping right there, right in front of us. Mm. And um, I think I yelled at Jeff. I was like, don't go, don't go, don't go. Um, because it was just about to happen. We didn't, The previous tornadoes are pretty brief. They happen pretty quickly. So, you know, once it starts to happen, you just kind of pull over and you got to, you got to go with what you got. You got to go with the viewpoint that you have. And so that was kind of what I was saying is like, Hey, this is happening right now. Mm -hmm. We just got to hop out and film it. And and sure enough, this really gorgeous white, bright white funnel touches down and kicks up that orange dirt again. And you, like Jeremy said, you got the blues in the background from the storm. And it was just a really phenomenal, beautiful looking tornado. It's about to come back down. All right, let's intercept this thing, dude. Across the road. What's up? Let's intercept it. Going again. Yeah. It's a merry-go-round. Yep. Don't go. Don't go. Don't go. Don't go. Don't go. Oh, oh. Oh, it's it's uh, we've we've had some we've had some really picturesque tornadoes. I'm. This one was right up there. This makes me think like when you're looking at a textbook or mm-hmm. a magazine of a tornado, like this was it. Yeah. It was it was gorgeous and it was just full on healthy. Uh, it's such a beautiful tornado and like y'all said, I mean kind of a, a perfect situation um in terms of open field, high contrast. Uh it's just what you hope for. It's what you shoot for. You you don't want to expect it cuz you don't want to be let down like we talked about, but um what a what an awesome um catch that y'all got i mean it's it's so good so okay tornadoes on the ground y'all are captured in great footage um um y'all don't stop for that long like you got to keep moving right like the storm's not going to wait for you so yeah uh, y'all keep chugging forward yeah well at that point it's it's hard because like i said we don't know how long the tornado is going to last the previous tornadoes were really brief the touchdown for maybe a minute even less than that and but this one is lasting a little bit longer and so we were we were right with it when it dropped and so as a tornado is continuing on we're there trying to get as steady a shot as we can i've got the tripod out like this is the moment where we're trying to get the best footage that we can um shot really well we didn't we didn't want a handheld shaky footage through a windshield with windshield wipers in front of it as a filmmaker that makes me cringe I have to do it sometimes just, you know, it's case by case. Um, But this was a scenario where I was able to get the tripod out. I was able to get out of the car and set up. But like I said, now it's moving away from us and it's staying on the ground. Shockingly, like I, I didn't expect it. I thought it was going to be a brief touchdown again, but it continued on. So Jeff actually yells, I was like, should we keep going? I'm like, (laughs) ah, we should, but (laughs) I'm getting a great shot. What do you think? All right, give me two seconds. I just need to get the stock. Go, go, go. Fly, dude. This is far and beyond anything that has happened so far. That was one of the best tornadoes I've ever seen. And so, so we ended up, you know, we, we had to go. It was, it was continuing on, it was getting away from us. And um, so we hopped back in the car and we started driving. And actually, as we started driving is when it started to dissipate. Um, but it was really cool because all these other storm chasers who were out, who probably had similar expectations as we did, 
are all on the side of the road watching this really magnificent natural phenomenon and just, you know, we, we passed legendary storm chasers who we've known, um, people that I admired as a kid. Um, Tim Marshall was one person we passed. Um, and we're going to get to get him on the show here oh, later in yeah. the season, which I'm really excited about. Um, it was just such a cool moment to know like, Hey, everyone put in a lot of work today and it paid off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was, it was a really special moment. And because that tornado, um, again, as far as we could tell, it hadn't hit anything. We were watching it. Granted, when it touched down, it was behind that grove of trees. But once it moved beyond that, we could see it was in the middle of a field. And it was kind of a special moment for, you know, the camaraderie and brotherhood and sisterhood of uh, the storm chasing community. That that word camaraderie is exactly what I was thinking. It really, it really was a cool moment where everyone's honking, you know, and kind of supporting each other going no, congratulations. This is amazing. So mm. really cool. Yeah, that's that's so beautiful and um, may come uh, as a surprise to some, not to others, but uh, the storm chasing community has some sh- strong personalities and there could be some disagreements and um, feistiness amongst the crowds. <laughs> Feisty, um, that's a good word for it. So it's pretty lovely um, when a moment like that happens, right? Yeah. When it's... It's, it's, it's transcendent, honestly, right? Like we remember who we are. We remember what we love. Um, and you can, you can rise above, um, just kind of those, those day to day, um, rough spots for sure. And man, you know, that's, that's what we so deeply desire as, as storm chasers and that, that perfect moment. So pretty awesome guys. Great chasing. Yeah. Uh, and the storm actually wasn't done. Uh, I made a fatal storm chasing error, um, it, it not fatal to our beings, but to our chase, uh, the storm was continuing and it was actually cycling again. And I had seen the road network was getting dicey again. Uh, I think there was a river or something that was going through and there was only one way, one road around it. I didn't think the storm was going to cycle as fast as it did. And so I decided to try to go around this river and catch it on the other side. Well, what happened was we get North of the storm rain blocks our view from everything um actually bumped into another storm chaser that we knew and talked to him for a little bit and just as we're leaving that little rendezvous i noticed through the hail and the rain curtains to our south another tornado had formed and it looked as big as the one we had just seen i tried to film it it didn't really come out on video that well um, turns out that was actually even more photogenic than the one we had just seen. Some chasers got some really incredible pictures and video of it. Um, but unfortunately that one did hit a home. I think it, it only suffered minor damage. Um, all things considered, uh, with a tornado minor quote unquote, um, the house was not leveled. Um, but there was damage and, um, some other storm chasers got video of that. I'll try to look it up and see if I can put it in the show notes. But uh, yeah, that was a that was a, a poor choice of navigation on my part. I again, the day had already passed expectations. I didn't think the storm would drop another one like that, and I thought we had more time. Um, I tend to think a little too far ahead when I'm storm chasing and try to get way ahead of circumstances. And that was another case where I thought too far ahead instead of just sticking with the base of the storm. Um, so it's my bad. You see it? Is it it blue? Is it dark? It's, uh, uh, I can't really see it anymore, but it's there. Yeah, 
saw it. Shoot. We were in a situation that reminds me of the very first situation of the day we were in was you either go north mm-hmm. to get quicker into position or you take that southern route that's going to be harder and a little longer. And this time we went north and and it just it just didn't pan out and we got lots of hail and um, <laughs> and lots of rain. But, you know, um, it, it, it's hard, at least I think for me, it's hard to maintain that hunger for the next tornado after you've seen a few and you've seen such a picturesque tornado it doesn't mean i don't want to see it it's just there's a there's a level of satisfaction um that's already there so you're so and maybe this is just me it's it's a little bit uh less painful if you miss something because you're like Mm -hmm. well we just saw something fantastic if we hadn't seen anything up until that point and made that navigational error i would have cried all the way home yeah because yeah, that fair. was a gorgeous tornado but we had seen some really magnificent things and i was very happy with the intercept we had just had minutes yeah. before um but yeah it would have been nice to be in position for that <laughs> last one <laughs> yeah and there's probably something to say physiologically uh like adrenaline going and then leaving your body and you're kind of like oh okay <laughs> yeah i'm sleepy now yeah. <laughs> need nap <laughs> need some need some bad fast food and a nap that's right which yeah. we did do celebrated with some chick-fil-a that's true yeah. that's, yeah. Mm, that's, that's not true. bad fast food that's good fast food yeah, yeah. We, we would love to be sponsored <laughs> yes. by the way chick-fil-a we accept uh, we accept preemptively. Mm-hmm. We accept your terms. Let's just go ahead and say we are sponsored, but okay. Let's just, <laughs> let's just speak that into some existence. Yeah. Manif- <laughs> manifest that. Uh, absolutely. I do have a question for Jeff to Ooh. kind of close things out. Mm. Get ready, Jeff. This is nervous. unplanned, everybody. <laughs> Very nervous. Uh, this was your first chase of the year. Uh, and in hindsight, it was your best chase of the year. Yep. Um, you only had, was it one or two other ones? Three days, three days that, three days I, total. that I was able to chase. Usually it was, it's 20, 25, 30, but three so this days. Was one chase, this was one chase, which was one day. And the second chase was two days. Yep. This was by far your best chase day. Yep. Um, so you have this, this one epic day to look back on. And I feel like a lot of people, I know I would, especially early on in my career, and maybe even now, actually, if that was the only day that I had, I might spend a lot of time thinking about what I missed and not at all appreciate what I saw. And I know from hanging out with you throughout the storm season outside of chases that this storm chase meant a lot to you. And the fact that you missed out on so much did not steal from how much you enjoyed this day and how much you look back on it, despite it being really the only tornado day for you in 2021. Yeah, it's a great question. It, it, it was, uh, it's kind of twofold on one end. Um, if I did not have this particular day, it, it would have been an unnerving storm, storm chase season for me. Like I, I don't think I've gone, gosh, eight, nine years um without seeing tornadoes and so if i had not had this day this would have been the first year and that was in my mind uh in the following chases like the following month going man if i didn't have that locket texas day i would it would have been a legitimate drought um but i think once i saw that first one it, it was like something in me already was 
It's like, okay, now I can, I can get on the rest of the season and no matter how often, and I knew I wasn't going to be able to chase that much. So when I saw that first tornado and then we saw all five, saw five tornadoes, um, I think for me, it was a sense of, of, it was very gratifying and it allowed me not to feel um, like I was freaking out every time you or Jeremy or all storm chasers were chasing these other great setups. I was able to go, you know what? I got five tornadoes in a day. (laughs) And, um, and so it it was, uh, it was, it was such a big day for me. And I look back going, if I didn't have that day, I don't know that I'd be allowed to speak into season two of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We'd have let you, you just have to pay us or something. That works out good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's good. That's good. And yeah, it just, uh, gratitude can really buoy a person through hard times, you know, hard seasons and having, you know, that, that, that experience. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty amazing, man. Uh, and like yeah. we always say, getting to do that with one of your chase partners and one of your best friends, that just, that just is, uh, the icing on the cake. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, we say it all the time, storm chasing is a lot like life, like, if you're focused on what you're missing out on, mm-hmm. it's going to steal the joy from yep. what you got to do. And I've had seasons like that. I mean, when I moved back to Florida and wasn't really a part of the team, as far as storm chasing goes, I was just managing social media accounts. I was focused on what I was missing out on and yeah. I was in miserable and I saw some cool stuff living in Florida. Um, but I was so focused on what I was missing out on that it just stole the joy from storm chasing for a long time for me. Um, and then, uh, 2017 cleansed me. You can <laughs> hear, yes, hear about did. that account and season one, um, called the goodbye video, mm. um, <laughs> where that, that got ripped out of me. Yeah. But yeah, it was really encouraging for me to see you handle the season that way, because I know it was a huge shift for you. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It's easy. It's easy. Uh, to say you're content when you see a ton of tornadoes and can chase 25, 30 days out of the year. Yeah. It's, it's when you can chase three days and it really kind of tests you of like, am I content? Like, am, is that okay to have a, a kind of a feast or famine kind of year and uh, a, a famine kind of year? And it was, it, it was, yeah, here I am. I'm alive and I am still pull happy. through everybody. <laughs> pull through, still made it. And so, yeah, great question. Yeah. I'm just thankful for you, for you guys. Um, it, it, it also uh, softens the blow often just to have friendships that, you know, that, that you can count on, you can trust and um, that you can, you can rely on to, we can just rely on each other to encourage each other in, in, in those, in those, in those hard times too. So yeah, something definitely to speak for that as well. All right, fellas, that was the Lockett, Texas tornado, the EF2, uh, April 23rd. 2021 amazing chase guys great footage check those out in the in the show notes there uh, follow us all over on social media we're everywhere at tornado trackers hey we may even i don't know dip our toe into tiktok a little bit more this season i don't know maybe we're old, we're old and scared <laughs> so i don't know maybe maybe we won't maybe I might, drop I might us an get, encouragement i might get our, our my 15 year old daughter to run <laughs> yes. our account because <laughs> yes. she is all about it 
Okay, fabulous. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but we do have an account, uh, uh, tiktok.com slash tornado trackers. I don't know if that's the, I don't even know how TikTok works. If that's the address, just uh, look for us on there if you want to follow <laughs> us. There's not much on there. Are y'all, are y'all okay with doing choreographed dances? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Okay, we're, we're in. Yeah. No, I have no shame. Yeah, we're going to be global. <laughs> Uh, awesome. Thanks again, fellas, uh, for the wonderful storytelling. And thank you, everyone out there for listening. This is season two. We're back. Join us every other week as we uh, drop new episodes, awesome interviews, great storm chasing stories. Uh, we're just getting started. Uh, I've been Jeremy Heyman, joined by Gabe Cox and Jeff Bangham. We're the Tornado Trackers, and you'll hear from us in a couple weeks. See ya. See ya.